0: You really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Internet connection required, not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Event Sports Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. I got a loaded show for you all today. So without any further delay, let's get started. Alrighty, guys, here we are. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Man Sports Podcast here on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Well, I don't know if it's such a beautiful Tuesday morning for the Falcon fans who are as has been drunk since Sunday and now is finally recovering on this Tuesday morning, guys, we lost to the Tennessee Titans. We are 1-3 now in the division, last place in the division, actually, and now this is recorded Sunday, just like two hours after the game, and so I don't know the outcome of the, you know, Bucks and Saints game and just all that, but... This is concerning. We finally finished up a quarter of the season and we are 1 and 3. Things need to change, guys. I mean, from our like Super Bowl winning victory over the Eagles, we we've just been just horrible. We really have. So the Tennessee Titans visited the Atlanta Falcons uh, this past Sunday, uh, September 29th, and 24 to 10 was the final outcome. Falcons, of course, did fall one and three. And for you know, just a few stats right here: Matt Ryan uh, threw for almost 400 yards. Uh, he had 397 yards with 53 attempts and with th- 35 completions. Was zero touchdowns. Now the improved thing was the interceptions, but still at the end of the day we did lose this one uh, by fourteen points. Uh Devontae Freeman ran for twelve carries, twenty-eight yards, averaging two point three. Uh Edith Smith was the only one who got us a touchdown. Uh Eda Smith, of course, two carries, eleven yards, averaging five and a half for one touchdown. Matt Ryan ran uh, two carries, 18 yards for nine yards average. And then really, if you really look past it, Austin Hooper was a standout player in this game because he was in just wide open, you know, almost every single play, it seemed like. And... You know, he got us some good drives going and I really liked that from Austin Hooper. I wish he could have got at least two touchdowns in this game. It would have been a better, uh, it would have been a better loss, honestly, if Austin Hooper got at least a touchdown or two within this game. But now past that, um, that was it. Mohammed Sanu was your second best. Uh, Freeman was third, four, fourth was Julio, and fifth was Calvin Ridley. And then, now Luke Stalker, I was glad that we did not even see nothing out of him. So, Derek Carter is working on that one right there. But overall, this, guys, I just don't know what to say. There, There's no excuse for this Atlanta Falcons team to be so talented on all sides of the ball to be one and three. Headed into now the second quarter of the season. Which our next game of course will be October 6th. And that will be in Houston. Which of course now Friday I will be covering. Um, some key. You know. Key matchups. I think personally. We need to improve on. To finally get a win streak going. And do it right in Houston. So. Be on the lookout for that Friday, but today's performance, guys, was very horrible. And I'm I'm just it's kind of devastating right now to be even talking like this right here. But the only room for optimism that I can really give you guys right now is the fact that we only fin- we we only went through one quarter of the season. We got three more to go. We're trying to find our identity and right now it is not coming through, but I believe this week's practice right here, guys, I think something will be emphasized in that locker room and on the, on the practice field. And I I think it will come through the players finally, and hopefully Dan Quinn will start changing up his defensive plays or just defensive play calling because if not, he's out of here. By the bye week. Or if Arthur Blank really wants to go through another. Losing season. Then he's going to hold on to Dan Quinn till then. But past that. Uh uh-uh. You know. I feel like Dan Quinn now is going to be out of Atlanta. Like I said. Either the bye week. Or at the end of the season in December. So speaking of Dan Quinn. With his job security on the line. I Found an interesting article. It's a sports talk atl.com, and they were naming off a few people who can replace Dan Quinn as the head coach. But now, here is the tricky part we're, we're not only losing a head coach, but we're also going to be losing a defensive coordinator. So that would mean we would have to hire two coaches during this offseason, or even potentially you know, during the bye week. So, after Atlanta's most recent humiliating loss to the Tennessee Titans at home, it seems imminent that a change in the coach staff is coming. Dan Quinn is likely to be revealed, uh, or excuse me, relieved of his duties as head coach and defensive coordinator before the 2020 season kicks off. Unless there's some sort of molecular, just miracle turnaround, with uh sure to in term head coach Dirk Carter at the helm. He will likely be gone too, so both so really we're gonna be in changing up the entire coaching staff pretty much. Um But the Falcons haven't been the same since Super Bowl fifty one. Kyle Shanahan's offense creatively was was what made the team tick and they need someone at the helm who's going to bring that element back. Dan Quinn's defense is stale. His rah-rah-rah speeches are stale. His offensive scheme is stale. It's time for a change. Thomas DeBitov could be out the door right behind every one of them um, after handing Vic Beasley $13 million this offseason to get walked all over with Dan Quinn having one foot out the door. Who do you replace at at this position? So here are a few people that are right now, you know, offensive coordinators or just, you know, backup, like, you know, or not backups, but, you know, like in intern head coaches. So uh, Kevin Stefanski, Minnesota Vikings, offense coordinator. Uh, not right now, guys. I wouldn't think. Kevin Stefanski would uh, head to Atlanta because right now he's got a great offense working in Minnesota, but you know, who knows? I mean, the Falcons could reach out for him and potentially ask, Hey, you know, you want to help us, you know, get back to 2016, <laughs> uh, Shane Waldron, LA Rams quarterback coach. So you guys know the role. If you have even sniffed Sean, McVay's jock, you've, Excuse me, you get a head coaching interview. LA hasn't looked very impressive this season, but Waldron and McVeigh discipline and will no doubt get some calls from the teams around the league. The former college quarterback also serves as McVeigh's passing game coordinator, so he salivate to get the chance to work with Julio Sanu, Ridley, and Hooper. Todd Monkin, Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to get skip past that right there because that that's just that's not going to be good for Atlanta. <laughs> Eric uh, Ben and Barry, Kansas City Chiefs offense coordinator. This is a very, inter- very interesting choice right here. Ben and Barry has been pretty sweet, has a pretty sweet gig. He's coaching the most talented quarterback in the NFL and has the keys to an offense that has the most weapons in the NFL. That could be an advantage for Atlanta. However, they wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any downgrade in offensive firepower for Ben And if he wants to prove he can be an NFL head coach, he won't get much of a better opportunity than here in Atlanta. So I do agree with that one right there. 'Cause Kansas City and the Atlanta Falcons definitely do have offensive firepower. And finally for NFL coaches in the league, it'd be Kellen Moore, the Dallas Cowboys offense coordinator. The Moore is a night and day from Scott Lennon. His his offensive creativity and qb friendly system has a propelled Dak Prescott to MVP status. Moore is only 31 years old. And if the name sounds familiar it become it's because he was the quarterback that held the clipboard in Dallas in 2017. Dak is completing 75% of his passes with a 9 Two touchdown interception ratio. Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper are having career years. Ezekiel Elliott is running wild because of the passing game spread and defense support, giving Kellen Moore the keys to his offense, could finally unlock the potential to be to put the Atlanta Falcons back into 2016 status. Next up, and this is a college coach that everybody's talking about right now. In the city of Atlanta. And that's Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is the first person that I would interview whenever it comes to college coaches transferring over to the NFL. Because, number one, he's probably going to, he's already pumped out two straight Heisman winners, two straight um, winners. First round, or no, excuse me, first overall draft picks in the NFL draft. And the third could be on its way this year with Lincoln Riley. So he has the, the right mindset of what he wants in the offense. What he wants in a quarterback. And this would definitely, and I mean definitely, help improve the Atlanta Falcons offensively. To have an offensive-minded coach. And then later in. um, You know this week right here. Might make it just like a Twitter. And Instagram special. Or I could potentially do a YouTube video. About I will discuss. Who would replace. The. The vacant. Defensive coordinator. For the Atlanta Falcons. Because then. If we fired in Quinn. And Dirk Carter. Guys, we're looking at an entire coaching staff for this Atlanta Falcons team. And and if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, at the end of the season, first I'm going to give a call straight to Kellen Moore. And if he sounds interesting, but still ain't for sure, I'd call Lincoln Riley. Heck, as a matter of fact, I would call Lincoln Riley, honestly, in January, because Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys seem like they're going to go to the postseason, so why not go ahead and get a start on Lincoln Riley? Give him a call, set him down, and say, "Hey, look, we're we're in a Super Bowl window now, and it's slowly closing, and we need you to keep it open. So, are you in or are you out? And if he says yes, then I'll be I'll be very happy." With that choice. But if not. Then Kellen Moore. Would be the next one. I would choose. So guys. That is all the time. I have for today's episode. Of, here of the Man Sports Podcast. It is a very devastating loss guys. But. Hopefully the Atlanta Falcons. Can bounce back. Hopefully. We can go. On the road. Two weeks in a row. And come up with a victory. Then we'll be tied. 3-3. At 500 come back home for two weeks straight against the Rams and the Seahawks and win then we should be 5-3 and three. we should be 5-3 and three going into our bye week then after that it's five straight division games so the Atlanta Falcons really need to step up the game find their identity this week and, and walk into Houston this coming Sunday say f all y'all we're here to play and we're gonna prove it today so guys again hope you all enjoyed and uh come we're gonna catch you all later peace lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky